Hey everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Jim and the King NFL podcast. I'm Jim. Sitting over there is Denver Dave, and we're here to talk about the NFL. Howdy, Dave. Hello. <laughs> you alright, bud? Oh, I'm so tired. Well, strap in, mate, because you're going to have to be excited for at least another hour and a bit for this review show of the Week 6 review slash Week 7 preview of the NFL 2020-21 regular season. So, let's go through the games, shall we, Dave? Interesting yeah. slate of games. I'm going to start up in Tennessee. Straight into it. Straight into it. Well, unless you've got anything else you want to say. Nope. Do it. Tennessee. FC <laughs> <laughs> South. Divisional matchup against the Bill O'Brien-less Houston Texans. Um, back and forth fist fight between the two uh, yeah, undefeated Titans. They stay undefeated. They win the game 42-36 after an overtime coin toss. And you can see that Deshaun Watson knew he was going to lose as soon as he lost the coin toss. Great game by Ryan Tannehill. Again. 364 passing yards, four touchdowns. Uh, intercepted by Bradley Roby. And he lost a fumble. But overall had a rating of 122.4. Deshaun Watson on the other side, 335 passing yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. And a rating of 138.9. Obviously, Tannehill's only as good as Derek Henry, and Derek Henry was exceptional. <laughs> That's a bit so, harsh. 22 carries, 212 rushing yards, two touchdowns, 264 scrimmage yards. Uh, yeah, people should be afraid of this man. I mean, yeah, there's, it's pretty obvious that Derek Henry is one of the better backs in the league at the moment. So <laughs> there's no surprise there. I think when you look at the when you look at any game, you can always pick the winner based on what they do in the basic fundamentals of football. So the Texans had no turnovers, no. fewer penalties, mm-hmm. um, 100% red zone completion in the game, yep. higher yards per pass, 100% on fourth down conversion, and only 10 seconds left less of time of in possession. possession. And yet there's only one thing that lost them the game, and that's their inability to stop the run. Mm-hmm. The Titans averaged... 9.7 yards a run <laughs> averaged so the very purest I know it doesn't work out this way but humour me for a second sure first down run it second and short what does every team do on second and short run it no <laughs> no one thing you don't do on second and short you gun it you go mm. for the end zone because then if you miss you've got an easy third down conversion yeah. it was a licence every time for Tannehill to go deep and because the Texans knew that there was a short play just open there was run a slant dink it 15 yards continue to roll down the field and that's what was happening every single time yeah two touchdowns for AJ Brown back off his injury uh, a touchdown for Adam Humphreys over 113 yards receiving and a touchdown for Anthony Ferkser yep. do you know what college you went to? Uh, no Harvard uh, I was going to say Stanford ah I see wrong one I, I knew he was a smart one I knew, he was the cle- I knew he was a clever boy I remember that yeah no, they, everything is running well for the Titans yes. they, they play into their strengths and you know, but they're just going to show how good the Sean Watson is. They're even, even sitting in this game, yeah. but they looked better without Bill O'Brien. They looked better, markedly they, so. so. The only thing that looked badly for them is their issue um, on the defensive line. Now DJ Reed has gone, and at middle yeah. linebacker, mm-hmm. they can't stop the run. At the moment, they're averaging conceding 177 yards per game on the ground. Not good. To put that into perspective. The only team in recent history that has that much, and it's more, the Texans are averaging more games, five yards five yards per game, more than the 2008 Detroit Lions. What's, <laughs> what's special about the Lions? Uh, they were the well, winless. Yeah, 0-16. And, and the Texans... They were the first winless team as well. Yes, and they, the Texans are worse 
than mm. Owen's 16 defence. Let that sink in. That's how bad they are at stopping the run. They have won a game, though, so... Yeah, they have. I mean, <laughs> even still. Even still. Uh, we better shout out the uh, touchdown receivers. So, Will Fuller, 123 receiving yards and a touchdown. Darren Fells, Brandon Cooks, and Randall Cobb all got touchdowns. JJ Watt got another sack. He's now breaking more records in uh, in Houston. He's on 99 sacks now, isn't he? I believe so. Yep. Might want to stay there as well, just to, for the brand. Uh, Steven Goskowski <laughs> missed both field goals. Kami Fairburn missed an extra point for the uh, for the Texans. Yeah, so went down to overtime. And, of course, uh, Derek Henry just bust another run. Was it 96 yards or something? Yeah, it was easy. I mean, again, every single time the Titans... 94. Every time the Titans are in trouble, they just handed it off to the run, and it was easy. I mean, it was literally like watching a, a man play a child's game. Mm. Um, and that's not a disrespect to the, to the Texans. They're just not geared up to stop the run. There's guys in there who are talented. They just... I mean, and they will... They'll sort themselves out. There's no doubt about that. They just need a little bit of time to see whether they're going to change from a 4-3 and go to a 3-4 just so you can pack the middle and stop at that point of impact because as soon as he gets a run on you as soon as Derek Henry gets any run it's difficult to stop him so just pack the middle and stop the run but they're just not organised enough they're really the really not no. Do it. No. they sold that and their future let's move on to <laughs> Minnesota well, happy days if you're a Texans fan well, they know what the deal is Minnesota Vikings at home to the Atlanta Falcons obviously they're also now Sands head coach and uh, it seemed to work for them as well Atlanta Falcons won the game 40 points to 23. Uh, Atlanta had just over 40 minutes of possession as well in this game, which obviously helps. Matt Ryan had 371 passing yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions, a rating of 136.6. Kirk Cousins on the other side. Uh, 343 passing yards, good. Three touchdowns, good. Three interceptions in the first half, Trey Bad. Picked by Deion Jones, Foyasade Olukon, and first round rookie AJ Terrell. I'm surprised he dressed for the second half, but I'm guessing they've got no decent backup option there at quarterback, so he uh, they had to stick with him. I don't even know who the backup is for uh, for the Vikings. I literally have gotten not a clue. I mean, Carl Slota, maybe, but uh, that was at least last year. And when year. you can't make it as a backup to pay a Paxton Lynch, that's what Carl Slota's. Right? Yeah. Uh, so Julio Jones obviously another notable there 137 receiving yards on 8 catches 2 touchdowns those are his first touchdowns of the season so finally getting off the board uh, Russell Gage has 65 yards Calvin Ridley and Hayden Hurst had touchdowns as well for the Falcons on the other side uh, my boy Justin Jefferson 166 receiving yards on 9 catches and 2 touchdowns so he was still uh, making hay even if the rest of the Vikings offense wasn't doing so much Adam Thielen got a touchdown right at the end but yeah, it was nowhere near enough for the Vikings, who just look kind of lost and uh, and drifting, I guess, until they kick out Zimmer. Yeah, I mean that seems the next inevitability in the NFL. Um, the Not Vikings, case. no. Well, <laughs> I mean it's just a race over who's going to go first. Both yeah. will be gone by the end of the season. I think the difference is Adam Gase is not liked by everyone everyone wants him out whereas seemingly the Vikings like Zimmer he's a defensive coach who again it's another team who can't defend much like the Falcons they seem to just be 40 points on them yeah a couple of points they seem to be a couple of weeks behind the Falcons really and there's the fact that they're losing games they shouldn't be Zimmer's liked by the by the Vikings but not the supporters so whereas Adam Gase has got almost no one in his corner Zimmer's at least got the organization behind him until they get tired and start listening to um, listening to the fans I think the one one thing that's probably saved him a little bit is there's not 
70, 80,000 people at the, the game crowd, yeah, yeah. audibly shouting at him. Mm. And let's be honest, the owners probably don't listen to talk radio. So that's what's probably <laughs> they saving They must look at him. the final score though, right? I mean, they must yeah, watch the game. But, yeah, but at the same time, when, when there's not that you know squad baying for your blood right there, it's easy for uh, that to just pass by an owner. Um, I guess the difference for me between the Vikings and the Jets organisation is that I trust the Vikings organisation to make us to actually do something about it. Whereas mm-hmm. I don't trust the Jets to kick out Gase, which yeah. they should do right now. Yes, I can kind of see that the Vikings might make a move mid-season, it, like the Falcons. In the long term, it might be. In the long term, it might actually turn out to be a little bit of a uh, a genius move by the Jets to keep Adam Gase in because they're obviously going to want that higher draft pick for uh, potentially Trevor Lawrence. So mm. it might make sense on that part. It doesn't make sense for me on the Vikings. They're in a division where they can quite easily finish above. Um, the Lions, Lions maybe, maybe against the maybe the Packers. I mean, the way that Packers played this week, who knows? <laughs> we'll get to that. Yeah. So there's still a chance for them. The season's not gone. So they not you gone. either no you either stick with the guy who if you believe in him stick with him if you don't and get rid. And, and they obviously believe at him. least yeah. three games back. Yeah. From well, four games back from the Packers. Yeah, it's it's a difficult one. And just for the record, their backup quarterback is Sean Mannion. Thank you, Sean Mannion. How did I forget that? Uh, Ex Rams. <laughs> quarterback as well so yeah. I actually saw him playing in, uh, in Twickenham oh god played against the Giants when they got absolutely roasted <laughs> let's move on let's move on I'm going to crack through some of these games yep. the Carolina Panthers at the Chicago Bears come into their house and the Chicago Bears won the game 23 points to 16 so big dick Nick 198 passing yards one touchdown one interception uh, Jeremy Chin the second round rookie with the pick there for the Panthers Teddy Bridgewater, uh, 216 passing yards, no touchdowns, two interceptions though to Sean Gibson and DeAndre Houston Carson with the picks there. It wasn't really the offense though that I can give too much credit for with Chicago. It was their defense. They got to Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. They you know, those two interceptions. They were they sacked him four times. They were constantly pressuring. They would not allow the Panthers to get into any sort of rhythm offensively. And Mike Davis, who's been doing really well in relief of Christian McCaffrey, was held to just 52 rushing yards and a touchdown. Lost a fumble. The um, thing when the when base. you mention those 52 rushing yards, I think what's important to mention is it was on what was it 18, 19, 20 carries. Mm. So they were not big long. I think his longest was. He was dozen. averaging 2.9 yards. Yeah, his do- it was a dozen yards. It was his longest. They were hard yards, and it was all yeah. because um, that front set for the Bears was really stopping any progress they were making mm-hmm. um, statistically when you look at them I mean DJ Moore got almost 100 yards um, I think Robbie Anderson got a decent set yeah, 77 yeah yeah so when you look at it, you think okay well they had a couple of receivers who received quite high that was all in the fourth quarter yeah yeah um, so it was all 10 points in the third yeah yeah it was all oh, sorry fourth it was all garbage time points coming up to going into the fourth quarter I think they had six points I mean, yes. the beers, the beers weren't exactly dynamic, but it's, it's, it's exactly what we've said for the beers for ages. Have a quarterback who doesn't make mistakes and rely on the defense. That's all you need to do. That's it. Yeah. You don't need to be special. You don't need to be brilliant. So don't cock up, and the beers will win games. Better just give a shout out to the sack people there. So Khalil Mack, Bilal Nichols, and uh, Mario Edwards with the sacks for Chicago. Uh, touchdowns came for rookie Cole Komet, the tight end. And also uh, Nick Foles ran one in as yeah. well. Uh, the other, the one worrying thing though for Chicago was they gave up almost 100 yards in penalties in this game. Yeah. They're going to have to cut that out. Yeah, they have to. 
they got lucky against a team that was in rebuilding mode. I when think. when you are a defense that plays, I mean, they tackle through men. So when you do that, you're you're, you're almost uber aggressive. So one um, PI call can cost you 40, 50, 60 yards. So sometimes mm. don't look at the yards, it's the number of penalties and that's the big concern because you can have two penalties that cost you 120 yards yeah. just by the nature of a team going big in the fourth quarter. It's the number of penalties and that's the big concern. Yeah. Um, for Chicago, what they need is an inside rusher because David Montgomery can't rush inside. Um, I was talking to Punk about this earlier on this week and he's very much an outside rusher. They don't have that that power runner through the middle and that's really what they need someone who can just draw the focus in and give Foles that outlet on the outside and used to be Jordan that. Howard until they moved him used on used to be Jordan Howard I mean you you also have um, Tariq Cohen who's not the biggest but he was that kind of slimy sticky runner who just get fine little gaps Dave Montgomery can't do it he's just mm. not capable of doing it still um, a very good back though great back but he's an outside runner and they need mm. someone who can run the inside zone next game and Cordero the... Patterson is a wide receiver, not a running back. I don't care what you say. <laughs> he's a, he's a, he's a wide receiver. <laughs> Let's go to the uh, NFC least, shall we? And mm. the Washington, oh, sorry, no, the New York Giants were at home to the Washington football team. Great game. This is what happens when you get two bad teams, isn't it? I've said this for years. I've mm. said this for years. Get two bad teams and it can lead to gems of games. I mean, with a chance to take the divisional game to overtime with an extra point, Riverboat, Ron Rivera, decided to roll a dice and go for two. Uh, it didn't work. There was no way he was going for that extra point. There was no way <laughs> he was going for the extra point. And, and you know what? If Kyle Allen, had, Kyle Allen had a little bit more about him, they would have won that game. Mm. I mean, there was a acrobatic touchdown catch by Cam, Cam Sims with less than 30 seconds remaining. At least kept this game interesting. Mm. I mean, the team may have lost the game, but they may be able to take more positives out of the game. Kyle Allen did play demonstrably better than Daniel Jones did. Uh, Terry McLaurin had an off day. still had more than 70 yards receiving. Rookie running back Antonio Gibson looks promising with 55 scrimmage yards on the day that Allen was throwing it 42 times. So, still some slivers of hope there for the team. Um, the Giants did get to Kyle Allen a few times. Logan Ryan, Leonard Williams and Kyler Fackrell all got home during the game. Uh, anything you want to say on this game? Really? I mean, Darius Slayton got a touchdown for the Giants. Kendall Fuller intercepted Daniel Jones and James Bradbury intercepted Kyle Allen. Who also lost a fumble. One thing Logan, we, Thomas and Cam, uh, Logan Thomas got the other touchdown for the team. Yeah, one thing we're really used to seeing um, from the Giants is that they're very pass-heavy. That's what we're used to seeing from them. Mm. Um, but in order to stop the pass they had receivers rush, before. Well, they've got a few receivers now. They're not too bad. Sterling Shepard's okay. Golden Tate's not bad. Although Sterling Shepard might be injured at the moment. I can't remember. But um, either way, so... Normally, they're really pass-heavy. I mean, they're standing 12th at the moment in passing yards mm. um, in the NFL. But in order to neutralize the Washington pass rush, they really committed to running the ball um, quite a lot. So that really helped them in the pass game. So it was, a, it, was, it was always inevitable that the Giants were going to start winning games. I mean, they've won, won one now and they need to start building on that. Because that defense isn't bad. I think it's okay. I mean, Blake Martinez is second in the league in tackles overall. Well, he was massively up the league. Uh, last yeah. year for the Packers. Yeah, it's just that their line is awful. And their line, I mean, they've got... Blake Martinez is like a, a missile. Yes. He only has... He only see one He's got thing. one move. Yeah. But what a move. Yeah, it's a good move. But, but if you, he misses it, then... But they, recogni they recognise that you have to play him in a 3-4. So you mm -hmm. play him inside linebacker. Play him basically as an inside rusher. Yeah. So whereas Von Miller's an outside linebacker that's basically a defensive end, mm -hmm. you're having that through the middle. Mm. Um, and it helps you in a number of ways. But the Giants' defense isn't that bad. It's actually okay. So their offensive line 
isn't that great at the moment because you've got Andrew Thomas one side who's a rookie, Matt Pert who's the other side's a rookie, the centres, I can't remember what the centre's name is, Braeburn? I can't remember what his name is. Anyway, awful. Um, so you've you, what you've got is an offensive line that can't offer you any protection and when you're a pass-heavy team, the offence is naturally going to struggle. So the Giants will get better. I don't think they're a terrible team. There's just not a huge amount of talent there um, on offense, especially. But they will get better, and they'll win games like this. They're just you know, short, sharp shootouts, basically. Yeah, no, yeah. By never team not taking them to overtime. Yeah, pretty much. Well, you could you could argue that it wasn't the it wasn't uh, Washington who didn't convert the second. Uh, the two-pointer it was the Giants who prevented them from doing it so depends, oh, you look at that way, yeah. depends which side of the coin you want to look at last yeah. half ball <laughs> final score was 20 points to 19 yep let's go to Philadelphia where uh, a Nick Boyle catch and the Gus Edwards run helped put the Ravens up to 17 nothing at half time in Philadelphia Miles Sanders got the Eagles off the board in the third quarter but Lamar responded by using his legs to run 37 yards for another score either the Ravens turned off or the Eagles found something because the Eagles scored 22 points in the fourth quarter with touchdowns from Jason Croom, Travis Fulgham, and a Carson Wentz run. Uh, their attempt to tie the game with a two-point conversion failed, and the Ravens held on to win 30 points to 28. I'm not sure what it was in this game, if I'm honest. Um, did go- they turn off, or did the Eagles wake up? Maybe it's a bit of both. Um, I mean, going into the fourth quarter, it was 24-6, and it was there was quite a few three-and-outs for the Ravens, and it just almost it felt like that, we've done enough and that's fine. But they didn't bench Lamar like they did no. a couple of weeks ago when they brought in RG3. Yes. Lamar stayed in this game. He did. Um, 22 points in the fourth quarter is the highest out of any team this week. Mm. And the Eagles started looking like the Eagles. But, I mean, that Eagles offensive line is offensive. It's really not good. Mm. It's So the fact that Carson Wentz can do anything, hopefully it'll just detract from some of the, the calls for his head that we're, we're seeing. So... <laughs> Um, Eagles Maybe. Eagles fan support is uh, how would you say Braid. boisterous <laughs> let's call it boisterous and uh, there's a lot that's being said about Carson Wentz being quarterback at the moment ultimately he's better than most other starting quarterbacks and with that offensive line can you imagine what some of the other quarterbacks in the league would be doing um, so yeah you have to give him the benefit of the doubt and just say look he's doing as good as he can with not much support at the moment I mean the Ravens got three sacks from Claire's Campbell Yes. The others came from Marlon Humphrey, Penel McPhee, and Jihad Ward. Yeah. So, that's not good getting sacked six times, though. Well, yeah, that's that's not his fault, though. He lost a fumble. Yeah, it? but that's not his fault. A quarterback standing there getting with someone rushing at him, it's not his fault if he gets sacked. It's the guys who didn't prevent him. It's like in foot, It's like in soccer, right? People who sit there and go, oh, goalie should have saved that. You should never have got a shot in the first place. Mm. You should not. You should never have a pass rusher breaking the line, running at the quarterback, being then blaming the court unless he's standing there like an idiot going like the Carson Wentz used to have a spidey sense for moving out of the way of that yeah but when that happens 14 times a game he has more pressures this season he's been pressured more times this season than he did all of last season I mean I'm just telling you all of last season I'm just giving you facts I'm not saying you're wrong so am I (laughs) all I'm doing is spouting the truth you can't handle it Uh, Baltimore had over 36 minutes of possession across the 60 minutes of the game this is an interesting stat for you Dave Philly had three penalties for 20 yards the Ravens had 12 penalties for 132 yards. Nine of those were offensive penalties. Uh, at one point in the second quarter, Baltimore faced a first and 35 after being flagged on three straight plays. <laughs> first and, first first and, and 35. 35. Yeah. Crikey. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that reminds me of a few years ago. Um, the Broncos played Dallas. 
and uh, a fight broke out between the keep to leave and someone else. I can't remember who it was. Usually, yeah. yeah, the usual thing. And then the Dallas had, shadow, maybe. Well, Dallas conceded half the distance to their own goal, and they had a first and sixty, <laughs> which I thought was amazing. That's, that's the most I've ever seen. That's the most I've ever seen. Uh, yeah. yeah, they were receiving touchdown for Nick Boyle for the Ravens, um, rushing touchdown as well for Lamar Jackson, 108 rushing yards and 186 passing yards. So Lamar's completed 36.8% of his throws. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's travelled 15 yards or longer, which ranks 28th in the NFL. Only Joe Burrow, Carson Wentz, Jimmy G and Dwayne Haskins are worse at throwing deep balls. There's an interesting um, article that I read on Sports Illustrated. And it was about the tactic of containing Lamar. Mm-hmm. Basically, what you have to do is um, go with uh, two rushers from either side and try and pin him like a pincer movement yeah, yeah. which is what happened um, against uh, Kansas let him come through the middle and have a middle linebacker or a high safety playing if you're playing three safeties playing mm. a nickel package have that high safety waiting for him coming through the box otherwise you sit off him and say throw the ball Yeah, that's literally the only thing and teams are now doing that and he picked apart three recent games which I think he scored less than 60% in all of them where teams did that Yeah, you need good sort of sensible backs to be able to read the plays not only read what the quarterback's doing but read the plays as well and he's come up against teams who are able to do that so it will be um, it's one to keep an eye on think of it that way because uh, we've, we've seen Lamar just go from strength to strength and now are people starting to figure him out who it's knows it's a league where people learn and they yeah. adapt and they, they recognise what is working for that and they counter it there's only one thing that works really well in this league and that's talent and yeah, yeah. if you can't get away with not being great at something, you can get away from with being good for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Sam Bradford, for example, he went for numerous <laughs> first-round picks for a long time, but you yeah. can't get away with not being able to evolve from your game. People figure you out pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. not saying that anyone is doing that with Lamar, but let's put it this way. He's in my fantasy team, and there is a marked drop-off in his points at the moment, which is pissing me off. <laughs> <laughs> Didums. Yeah. Let's move on then to the next game, talking about drop-off. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had the Green Bay Packers pay him a visit and a great start for the Packers on Sunday night 10-0 up thanks to Aaron, an Aaron Jones touchdown but then the implosion happened Dave uh, Jamel Dean picked six Aaron Rodgers for just the third time in his career shell-shocked Rodgers through another pick this time to Mario Edwards who almost had another pick six got down to the five-yard line uh, then two touchdowns for Ronald Jones receiving touchdowns for Tyler Johnson and Brady's foster son Rob Gronkowski eased the Bucks away from the stunned Packers after the second interception, the Packers could only punt seven times for the rest of the game. So, uh, a bit of hubris there on Rogers' uh, touchdown celebration. Yeah. I mean, it's that 28 points in the second quarter that killed it. I mean, how many points did they win by overall? 28. Yeah. <laughs> it literally exists exactly that. The Bucks had zero penalties, mm. zero turnovers, yep. interceptions, or sacks. Now, compare that to last year when they legged the lead led the league in penalties and turnovers meanwhile this week just to say the Patriots had three turnovers and four sacks look, look, we'll get just, to that wa- later. just want to throw that in there you know just want to throw that in there so every, a lot of people are looking at it saying is it Brady is it Belichick where where does that discipline come from mm-hmm. of a team not not conceding yards and conceding plays all on penalties and now we're seeing it with the Bucs the Bucks are on a long week as well. So they played against the Bears on Thursday Night Football the week before. So mm-hmm. they've effectively had a 10-day rolling period yep. where they haven't had to leave the facility for COVID. 
it's this is essentially their OTA. And is it any coincidence that this is their best performance of the season, where they put in a disciplined performance, where they really leaned on that defense and did everything right that they needed to do? So Tampa hit Aaron Rodgers 13 times this week. He only got hit nine times in his previous four games. Their ability mm-hmm. to get through the offensive line and get put, put pressure on the quarterback is what their success is. Um, and to be honest, the loss has probably really helped them on Thursday Night Football against the Bears as well. Yeah, the Bucks had one half sacks each for Levante David and uh, Jason Pierre-Paul, one for Devin White and one for Ndamukong Sue. Packers didn't get to Brady once. Uh, the Bucks had, as you said, zero penalties. The, back, the Packers had six for 76 yards, yeah. which just didn't help matters either. One, My favourite stat from this game, Dave, before I talk about who did what, was that Tom Brady was 14-10 up before he even threw his first pass. <laughs> that is the most Tom Brady stat you'll ever hear. Pretty much. Uh, so Ronald Jones had a great game. 23 carries, 113 rushing yards, two touchdowns. Um, Rob Gronkowski had 78 passing uh, receiving yards. And uh, yeah, uh, that was it really. I suppose nothing else really to say about this. Uh, we've been through most of it there. Yeah, it was just a kind of a, a, almost a whitewash after the what five minutes into the game. There's two things I, I saw on this as well. Um, so PFF have uh, the Bucks defense ranked number one overall. Um, they that's also have right. they also have the secondary ranked first overall best that's, in the league as well. I'm just saying, this is what PFF have them <laughs> This right is when the stat nerds get involved. Yes. And um, next-gen stats say that Ronald Jones, when he gets above 10 miles an hour, gets over 10 yards almost every time. So is that... that is that like a 60% of the time works every time? I don't, the thing is, I don't know, because how, how, how quickly does a player get up to 10 miles an hour in clear air? But yeah. it's that thing, is as, soon as, he, as soon as he beats a man... It's his ability to shift and move, which Ronald Jones has always had, but he's he, he never he's never really had the touches to be able to do that. It's always been someone else sharing the touches, and now you've got someone who's really focusing on giving him that game time. Well, Jameis Winston didn't want to hand the ball off. He wanted to throw the ball. No, so he, wanted, he wanted to hand there. the ball off, and it was to the opposition backs. Well. That was the problem. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's go to Dallas, where the uh, Dallas Cowboys, without their starting quarterback, were leaning on well, what they were thinking was going to be a much more comfortable cushion in their backup quarterback, Andy Dalton. They had the Arizona Cardinals coming into town. Um, so what you need, right, if you haven't got your starting quarterback, is for the other star players to step up and carry the load, right? Mm-hmm. So Ezekiel Elliott fumbles twice in the first half. Yes. Uh, both were punished by two touchdowns for Christian Kirk and Kenyon Drake to put the Cardinals up 21-3 at halftime in Dallas. Start of the second half and Dalton chimed in with an interception to Drake Kirkpatrick. That resulted in Kyler Murray rushing a touchdown in himself. Another interception of Dalton by Buda Baker before the Cowboys' only touchdown of the game. That was Amari Cooper got them to 10 points. But Kenyon Drake put the icing on the cake with a 69-yard breakaway run to kill the game, 38 points to 10. Uh, Yeah. I, I did say before on last week's podcast that Andy Dalton flakes in the lights. And, okay, Cardinals are underrated. And it doesn't matter. Every game you play as the Cowboys quarterback is under lights. Mm. Every single game. This one was really under the lights, though. This yes. was a prime time game. Yes, it's enough and to make you want. never good in prime. It's time. enough to make you want to punch your TV and pull a pistol out and shoot it. As I said, I, this has got to go down to Ezekiel. Uh, absolutely. I mean, so this season, so Dallas have had fifteen giveaways this season, 
Um, nine fumbles and six interceptions. Now, all of last year, Dallas only had 18. So they're only three behind that in mm-hmm. all of last season and 17 the year before that. On the other side of the ball, so last year, Dallas had 17 takeaways. This season, three. Now, after this few games, with a turnover difference of minus 12 after week six, is the highest of any team since, you guessed it, the 2008 Lions. <laughs> <laughs> So it says a lot. They're history makers. Mm-hmm. But it's, again, the Cowboys' inability to stop the run. That's what we saw here consistently. But it was Kyler Murray. And they were they had sort of designed quarterback draws, which were making yeah. 40 yards. Yeah. That doesn't happen. I mean, yeah, Kyler Murray had 74 rushing yards in this game. Easy rushing yards. Yeah. The they, longest was 16. Yeah. It was just constant. Every which, single he didn't even need to throw it. I mean, he only threw 188 passing yards. But got to, got the two, two touchdowns. And a rating of 93.7. Yep. Um, Andy Dalton had to throw it because he couldn't trust Ezekiel Elliott. He had 266 passing yards. Again, that one touchdown but two interceptions. And a rating of 65.8. Yep. It's not looking good for the Cowboys. Obviously, they were hoping that there wouldn't be a big drop-off in quality. I mean, Dak Prescott's got to be thinking that he's made more money in this game than he did if he played the entire season. Oh, yeah. Because now the Cowboys know exactly what they're missing without yes. Dak Prescott under centre. Is this is a real? This was a real chance for the Cowboys to say, "Look, we can save some money here." This mm-hmm. is, I mean, it's not over. It's not as though they, if someone else can come in, or if Andy Dalton can actually get his head together and they simplify the scheme for him, then there's no reason why the Cowboys can't continue um, and get better. I mean, let's be honest; they could probably qualify for the playoffs with about a six-game win season. So that's kind of where we are with it um, again though it's the Cowboys inability to stop the run so they changed their scheme from a 3-4 to a 4-3 um, and the problem with that is you need a good middle linebacker you have to have a good middle linebacker and of course Leighton Van Der Esch, who plays middle linebacker for them has been injured he so was they, in this game he was in this game but it's only his second game back and he shouldn't yeah. have been playing um, he's a guy who suffers with chronic neck injuries all, you know, since he was drafted that was on, on his resume but it, when when I mentioned earlier on that the Texans are conceding 177 yards on the run, second is the Cowboys. They're conceding 173 <laughs> yards on the run. Yeah. There's something in Texas about and not being able to stop the run. And it's not as if, it's not even as if they can rely on their passing defense. No, because no, you can still throw the ball on them as well. Yeah, there's nothing at the back. Like constantly, every single play that goes deep is a highlight reel. Yeah. it's insane it's really but I mean they they had triple man coverage triple man coverage every single time the ball was going near Hopkins every mm. single time you can't put three backs on one player you can't do that it's not feasible you can't win that way I don't understand it well they only caught two of eight passes for 73 yards did the Hopkins, but yeah. that's because he had three men drawn off, and, yeah. and let's be but honest, then of course, Christian Kirk was back, so he was getting the touches and got the touchdowns. Andy Isabella was exactly the same. I mean, Andy Andy Isabella, I think he caused three or two PI um, calls, which mm-hmm. got them about sixty yards, just from being quick and have a defensive background. I don't want to get torched over the top. I'd rather commit a foul. It's just yeah. it's just crazy weird play. It just looks like they've got a load of rookies. Of course, that loss, Dave, sends the Cowboys tumbling down to first place in the NFC East with a two and four record. So, bad times for the Cowboys. I wish, I, I wish, I wish the Broncos were in that, that division. I really do. Yeah. Let's uh, let's skim through the other games then, shall we? 
Uh, I'm going to start with the Indianapolis Colts at home to the Cincinnati Bengals. So it all started so well for the Bengals. Suck fest. In the first quarter, they were 21 up away to the Colts. Joe Bernard, Joe Burrow and Joe Mixon all ran in touchdowns. But a rushing and receiving touchdown from Trey Burton, which is great, just good to see him back after that horrific injury he suffered yep. when he was at the Bears. Uh, and a catch from Zach Pascal got it down to a three-point Cincy lead. A beautiful touchdown catch in the second half by Jack Doyle made up for his early fumble. And the team switched interceptions. Jesse Bates picked off Rivers. And then Julian Blackman returned the favour on Burrow. A good try, but the Bengals just don't know how to close out games yet. Yep, true. Um, I think the best thing Final to say... Final Best thing to say on this is uh, Colts looked bad. Bengals looked a lot better. Um, and that's pretty much as far as it goes. Was Trey Burton the guy who threw to Nick Foles on the Philly special? I think I'm right in saying no, that. No, no. Trey Burton used to play for the Bears. And he um, suffered a horrific... In- he's a tight end. He suffered a horrific... No, I know. Injury. I was that because I know the tight end who threw the Philly special then went to the Bears after that. But... That was before the Philly special. Have a look. Yeah, I'll, I'll do some research. I don't think it was him. I don't think he went to the Eagles, but you know, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I want to go to Jacksonville next and the Detroit Lions. So Adrian Peterson got a scoring touchdown. Trey uh, start- Burton. What? Trey Burton. It was Trey- the same Trey Burton? Yeah. Not a different Trey Burton. Same one. Well done, Trey. Uh, Adrian Peterson got the scoring started for the Lions on Sunday, but it was rookie running back DeAndre Swift who made the headlines with two touchdowns and 116 yards. Han uh, had more than 22 yards a game before this one, so a real coming out for him. There was also a receiving touchdown for tight end TJ Hawkinson. Up 24-3 at one point, Gardner Minshew scrambled one to close the gap a little. James Robinson also had another touchdown game, but the Lions were never behind in this one. Um, Keelan Cole was a notable, had 143 receiving yards on six catches for the Jags. Kenny Goller down the other side had over 100 yards. So, uh, well, decent game for the Lions, I guess, because they got a win away, 34 points to 16. And the Jags continue to regress, really, from their what, what, week one and week two heroics. Yeah, I, I, think that, I think the Lions are a half-decent team. I think they've got some real talent on the team. They've got a few holes as well, obviously, and I think the number of rookies they have is going to take a while for them to bed in, but... If their key is keeping Matt Stafford healthy, because we've mm. seen last season what happens when you know their season just falls apart when he's not there. But most teams live and die on their quarterback. Yeah, most teams. Some teams go on and win the Super Bowl with them. Um, you know. <laughs> there you go. But no, I, I think it's a massive, massive win for the Lions because it hopefully it can give them some momentum going into next week, especially. Yeah. Okay, let's do the uh, the Broncos at the Patriots. So if you came looking for touchdowns, you're going to be seriously disappointed watching this Broncos in New England game. Cam Newton ran one in in the fourth quarter, but it was a poor performance from both sides, except the kickers. All right. pipe, pipe Brandon McManus right. made all six of his field goal attempts to outscore the Pats in Foxborough. AFC, Nick Fogg scored uh, both of his attempts for New England. AFC Special Teams Player of the Week. <laughs> Drew Locke got picked by JC Jackson and Jonathan Jones on his return from injury. Cam got picked by Deshaun Williams and Bryce Callahan. Malik Reed got two sacks for the Broncos. So you must be pretty pleased, Dave, that your kicker's working. Uh, well, for me, he's the second best kicker in the league. I think he's, I've always said he's great. He's one of the team captains and he's our representative. Just behind Jason Sanders. Uh, or Rodrigo Blankenship, which one you put in the head? Idiot. What? So I. Robbie Gould, right? No. Come on, man. Anyway. Achievement award for anyway. So the Broncos did a few. Uh, different things in this game. I, I like the I like the fact that uh, Malik Reed's playing from the right this time, and um, Bradley Chubb's moved over to rush from the left outside linebacker position. So that's obviously causing um, one or two issues for 
the opposition quarterbacks. Uh, offensive line is looking a lot better. The decision um, from Pat Shermer to throw it when all he needed to do was essentially keep the ball on the ground mm-hmm. that led to an interception and then potentially the game was one of the most stupid calls I've ever seen in my entire life. And I said as much to you on a WhatsApp group. You did, yeah. You um, didn't seem very happy. No, no, I was not very happy at all. And woke my sleeping son up in the middle of the night, which the wife didn't really appreciate either <laughs> by chatting obscenities at the TV. I mean, you won the game 18-12 in the end. Yeah, I mean, a win's a win. It's great to win on the East Coast because it's not very much, not very often we do it. And we've done it twice this season, mm. two times. So, so you do play East? Uh, only when we're playing against teams who have been on a break for 10 days <laughs> and the Jets, which is mm-hmm. essentially the same thing. Yeah. Um, no, it's, it's nice to win a the game. Uh, there were positives, there were negatives. And I think if in it probably in two or three weeks' time when Drew Lock's actually properly back and been training, he converts some of those um, red zone trips. I hope. Let's put, <laughs> let's, put it, let's put it that way. Ups his uh, rating a little bit from thirty four point nine. Yeah, he wasn't a great week from for for red zone conversion, but do you know what? We were playing against a very good Patriots team, very good Patriots defense at least. Anyway, I say that. I mean. It's not the same Patriots team it used to be. It's not. No, that I mean that goes without saying. But at the same time, they're still a good defense. They've still got Stefan Gilmore, who is all over your for you know all over Jerry Judy, all over um, Fant as well when he's down there. And, but I mean, Tim Patrick was the real star of this game and has been of the season so far. Um, I remember when we when we picked him up from um, Washington a few years ago. I thought this guy's a stud. He's about six foot four and fast, but he's never really had that opportunity now is his opportunity and he's playing wide receiver one mm. I just wish that Deshaun, uh, Deshaun um, Hamilton could actually catch rather than the ball just constantly bouncing off him he's like a he's like a trampoline you throw the ball and it bounces back faster than it actually came towards him he's a disgrace <laughs> that's enough talk of the Broncos yeah geez right let's go to Buffalo <laughs> uh, a pair of Travis Kelsey touchdowns and a rushing touchdown when it mattered by Darrell Williams was enough to see the Super Bowl champions safely pass the high flying Buffalo Bills Stephon Diggs and Cole Beasley had touchdowns for the Bills, but they never properly punished any Kansas mistakes, and Josh Allen took a slight step back as well. Uh, there was a Kelsey fumble just before half-time that gave the Bills a chance at points, but they couldn't move the ball and missed a field goal, which would have tied the game at half-time. Big game for the Chiefs rookie, uh, Clyde edwards helaire He had 161 rushing yards with Le'Veon Bell returning up the next game against the Broncos. 26-17 to the final score, Dave. Yeah. Um, so what we mentioned earlier on with the Chiefs uh, pincer movement on the quarterback is exactly what they did this week as well so had another quarterback that is able to run so had two edge rushers sort of running wide preventing sort of that outside movement away from the rusher keeping him in the middle and putting pressure straight down his throat um, and causing him problems so it it was exactly what they did previously it worked again um, and why change a winning formula? Basically, that's they did exactly the same to Josh Allen that they did to Lamar Jackson. No, literally, no different. It was a carbon copy. Yeah. Um, and they've proven that they're able to really make sure that they can look after teams with a mobile quarterback. Yeah. So that was that one. Let's go to San Francisco. Obviously, they took a hit in the nose last week against the Dolphins. So it's a bounce back game for Jimmy Garoppolo, who was benched during last week's trouncing. Uh, the Rams came into Santa Clara and took the L. 24-16 the final score. There were touchdown throws to Debo Samuel, George Kittle and rookie Brandon Ayuk. A game a 26-1 halftime lead, which never really gave up there. Uh, Goff threw touchdowns to Robert Woods and Josh Reynolds, but was picked in the end zone on the fourth down attempt by Jason Verrett. <laughs> the, uh, well, for the time being, not injured Jason Verrett. Yeah. 
formerly of the Chargers. Well, I haven't looked at the breaking news, so he may be injured right now. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, Garoppolo went from a terrible game last week to a rating of 124.3 this week. He was... Well, 124.3 was his overall rating rather than a QBR. I think his QBR was less than 100. It was 90.4, but then yeah. Goff's was 35.7. So, <sighs> I mean, that's rough, 35.7. I think when, when you look at um, the 49ers, at the moment, they're either boom or bust. So this game... So is the Rams. What happened to the Rams? Well, this game for the 49ers, it was extreme efficiency. Mm. They weren't amazing in any one individual place. George Kettle continues to be amazing. And yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, that is what it is, yeah. Um, but... 49ers after the week before when they got trounced in every single position mm-hmm. they just came in and did their jobs got a paycheck and went home it, they didn't they made it look I'm not going to say easy they just made it look straightforward it was like when you when you used to watch the American 4x4 100 relay team you know you got the British who were stabbing each other with the batting trying to get it around the Americans are just perfect symmetry and that's what this game was it was just it made it look easy and the Rams are well, the Rams are the Rams. They're a bit erratic here and there. They they haven't got experience all over the field. Jared, no running game. No, Jared Goff is. They've got a running game that promises success. Um, I really like the guy. Um, well, I can't remember what his Anderson. name was. No, the other one who they got, who's not literally not being played. Well, Cam Akers. Cam Akers. Yeah, so Cam Akers looks amazing at times, but just never not get being played. No, same as same as Singletary a couple of years ago for um, the Bills. Yeah. For some reason, they're just not being used. I'm sure there's more to it than that that we're not seeing. He might have uh, a touch of the old dodgy knees, which is a new thing for Rams running backs, obviously. Um, <laughs> but it's that old thing of can Jared Goff turn a game. Is he the guy you want to rest your whole offense on? And the answer is probably no, mm. in all honesty. Two games left, Dave. Yep. I'm going to start in uh, Pittsburgh. Mm. So, <laughs> what? Next. <laughs> Let's start with a pick six by Minka Fitzpatrick. Open the floodgates for the battering once again. Popular too soon, Cleveland Browns. Rushing touchdowns by James Conner, Benny Snell and Chase Claypool with a receiving touchdown by James Washington on a busted coverage. Showed the golfing class between the teams. Cleveland's sole touchdown came in the second quarter with a Rashad Higgins catch. There was another pick, this time by Cam Sutton before Baker was benched in the third quarter for, for perpetual journeyman Case Keenum. Browns converted only one of 12 third down attempts and Bud Dupree had two sacks on the game. Uh, Steelers trotted out Mason Rudolph for their final series. Following Kareem Hunt saying they'd, win, they'd play the game for miles. Guess Miles needs some better friends on this performance. Yeah. Because I was very happy with this game, Dave. I can imagine. 38 points to 7, the final score. Um, Ben Roethlisberger had 160 passing yards, one touchdown, no interceptions, a rating of 100.9. Baker Mayfield, 119 passing yards, one touchdown, two interceptions, a rating of 54.9. A QBR, Dave, of 5.6. Yeah. It's all right. Mason Rudolph's QBR was 0.4. I mean, he only had one throw, but mm. I just want to put that in there. That's a career high for him, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, this was, this was a good team beating uh, uh, an okay team. The Browns are a good team. The Browns uh, are... A... Hang on, just good team? No. Undefeated team, mate. Okay. Who have you played? This is, this oh, is the thing. Come on. This is what I put to come Pittsburgh. On. You've beaten Dross and no. the Browns. That's the what you... Ross and the Browns. You beat I mean, the Broncos. You, said, you beat the Broncos when we had so many injuries. No, legit. We, we were riddled with injuries. And let's be honest, right? In that game, um, who, who was the quarterback for the Broncos? Remind me. 
Who who were you playing against? Were you playing against Drew Locke? No. What am I playing against? Were you playing against the Patriots? Brett Rippon? No. Even worse, now you're playing Jeff Driscoll. He's the best quarterback you played. Yeah, he's the best. Look, 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 look. You, you had him on you your team. Right? Haven't. It's not my fault. You haven't. Yeah, you've, your backup's Mason Rudolph. Pipe down. Listen, you haven't played against anyone yet. Against oh, The Browns is the only team you come up against. I'll give you, cred- I'll give you credit for that. This Thanks. week you play against the Titans. It's your first real test. The At the moment... All you've beaten is teams that are underperforming. And the Browns the Browns never win against the Steelers. They have this kind of mental block that they cannot beat the Steelers. And I'm not underperforming this, I'm, got beaten by us. I'm not discrediting what the what the Steelers have done. You've won all your games and you can only beat the teams that are put in front of you. Congratulations, well done. That's not that's not me being uh, patronizing at all. Genuinely mm-hmm. it's not. You've beaten what's put in front of you, that's all you can do. You're five and oh. Done. Four of those have been at home, by the way. Now now, to put it another way, you've not beaten anyone. You're now playing someone this week who is a good team. If mm-hmm. you start winning now, it's a different matter. At the moment, you're just that boxer who's beaten a load of you know, a load of guys who are bouncers at a snooker hall. You've knocked out guys who you should have knocked out, and everyone's thinking, yeah, great. Now it's time to step up and fight one of the big boys. And this is where your season's won and lost. You're going to make the playoffs. You just are. What you do in the playoffs is what's going to define your season as, as either a success or a failure. And this is probably one of the teams that you might end up playing in the playoffs. So it's kind of that barometer of where you actually are. Yeah, it's where you actually are. So this week it's interesting. What you've done so far, you should have beaten those teams and you have beaten those teams. Congratulations, well done. But let's not get let's not stop throwing around best team in the AFC. Because right now... I didn't we, say that. We don't know, no, but a lot of people are. Look at ESPN's power rankings. I think you're oh, second. Oh, God, they had the Packers there last week. But all I'm saying is that a lot of people are getting carried away with the Steelers, and I understand why, but I'm just not that impressed yet. There was an article on ESPN yet. last week, Dave, saying that if Andy Dalton wins the Super Bowl, he gets $6 million in incentives. Okay, great. Why would they even bother writing that? Because it's... You know, you know exactly why. Because so many people are Cowboys fans. That's why. And people click on it. That's why. (laughs) That's the only reason. I want to do this last game, Dave, and then we can move on. Go for it. So it's going to be the Miami Dolphins at home to the New York Jets. Uh, The fun times just continue in South Florida as the Dolphins had the defunct Jets turn up for a game. Ryan Fitzpatrick threw touchdowns to Adam Shaheen, Preston Williams and Durham Smythe. 21-0 at halftime. The second half will only be remembered for two getting some game time with two minutes left in the match. Uh, the Jets punted 10 times, missed a 55-yard field goal. Joe Flacco took a 28-yard sack and ended their last drive turning it over on downs rather than punting up, uh, putting up three like the Bengals did last week to avoid the shutout. Adam Gase embraces the shutout. Um, Xavier Howard had his fourth interception in five games. Yep. So, yeah, it was a typical Jets performance, unfortunately. But obviously the big news was Tua coming in for the last series after not going in the last week last last week week five um, because Brian Flores said there was no point in sticking him in the game they did stick him in the game at the end of this one and now thanks to Rick Ross we know that Tua Tungvalu is actually going to be starting week seven yeah against the Rams I mean that's one hell of a game to stick your rookie quarterback into yeah I mean against, it is against Aaron Donald but I mean that Miami offensive line can stop anything so <laughs> no, no concerns there no no <laughs> um Jets are how bad are the Jets like legit that's a genuine legit question we know the worst team ever are the aforementioned 2008 Lions 
We know well, that. Hang on, what about the 16 Browns? I was going to say, the Browns, come. they they won against the Chargers. They won that one game against the no, Chargers. No, there was a game they won 0-16, though. Was that 17 Browns? It might have been. One of those. Because I know the season before, they went against the Chargers. But they had a game, they had a season unbeaten. So they were worse. The Lions aren't the only ones. They were worse that season before than they were the actual yeah, yeah, um, the one game they, yeah. season that they lost. Yeah. Um, are the Jets worse than that Lions, worse than that Browns team? Well, they're the only team now that hasn't won a game. Mm. All right, so they've, they've got currently the conditional first overall pick in the draft for next year um, they've also got the 31st pick in the draft thanks to the Seahawks yes so two picks in the first round because they got rid of Jamal Adams who was worth more than probably that anyway yeah. <laughs> they might have had a win at some point well they got two firsts from didn't they I think they did yeah they got a lot for him but still it's generational talent so uh, yeah but if you can draft properly which we all, know, we all know the Jets uh, have a history of not drafting properly seeing as they're the only team to have missed two first round picks as in not put a ticket in and time expired missed yeah um is is this the worst team whatever well the thing is you can't really compare a 2000 team to now the game's just different let's look at what they've done then through these first six weeks so week one they lost by 10 points at the bills week two lost by 18 points to the 49ers at home week three lost by 29 points at the colts Week four, they lost by nine points to the Broncos. I mean, that's, you know. All right, pipe down. Nine points. I'm surprised the Broncos got that. All right, shut up. But the Cardinals, Cardinals in week five, they lost by 20 points. And at the Dolphins this week, lost by 24 points. They have a minus 110 point differential. Yes. Okay. Uh, I mean. It's difficult to see how you could be much worse than you currently are. They or how you've done a worse job than you've currently done. And to, have, and to score zero points in the last game, just it's a new nadir of suckiness it's, it's Sam Donald that I feel sorry for because he's a really talented guy and without Sam Donald being there their record's 0-8 since they drafted him yeah like when he's not playing they get battered like destroyed I mean he lost what was it the first four games of the season he played those four games yeah so he, well he came out in against the Broncos for a good quarter or so I think it was yeah. it was a, it was a while but I mean he's getting he's getting destroyed yeah. he's getting hit he's spending most of the game on his arse well, the, other, the other scary thing is that there's now going to be a fire sale they're looking at shopping Quinn and Williams who was there I mean Number, what was he third overall yeah, pick yeah third or fourth overall pick I mean it's, it's two it's, years ago there's no alright he's not lived up to the billing yet and I agree but with that but look what's around him yeah, and the thing is, what are you going to get for Who's him? Who's teaching him? What, Greg you're, Williams? You're at, that, you're at that point where if you get rid of him, he hasn't achieved anything. So what are you going to get? A second? Maybe a third, yeah. May, maybe only a third. Because if you pick him, if a team comes and comes in and picks him up now... He'll get the first. Uh, no. If a team comes up and picks him now, it's okay thinking he's young. You have to pay a first overall, first round pick. A third, a guy who you're paying, you're basically picking someone up in free agency because you're going to be paying him decent money because he mm. was third or third or fourth overall pick so because of that you're not going to give him a first maybe not maybe a late second maybe a player yeah Do you know someone like I don't know, Duke Dawson or someone like that a guy who's floated around the league who's got some residual value and a third or something it's, it's just who did a, you say Duke Dawson he's a, it's a cornerback for the Broncos who's floated here there and everywhere so just the first guy <laughs> that came to my first guy that, for the Broncos. first guy that came to my head anyway so that's the kind of trade that you're going to be getting for him so you might as well keep him and you've got masses of cap room anyway because he's a talent so there doesn't seem a point in getting rid of him it doesn't make any sense well and they've got rid of Lev Bell now so there's no running game no no, they've got Bell yeah so and obviously Robbie Anderson last year as well was only deep threat he did okay last year well no the deep threat now is Jameson Crowder who is not a deep deep threat threat. 
So let's go through the rest of the schedule then, Dave. Are they going to win the game this season? So this weekend they've got the Bills. No chance. I mean, they lost by 10 points last month in week one. Yeah, there's no chance they're beating the Bills. And then they've got the Chiefs I mean, in Kansas. Come on. Uh, and then they've got the Patriots in week nine. Um, I, Having played the Patriots, they are infinitely better than the Jets. I don't see the Jets getting anything out of that game. Week 10's a bye, so they might get something there. <laughs> Week 11, they're at the Chargers, so they've got to go the other side of the country. I don't fancy their chances, but that's the best the That's the best hope so far, yeah. Uh, week 12, they've got to go back then to Miami to play the Dolphins. I mean, after this week, you don't fancy them. No. Although we don't know how two is going to do, but then they've still got fits to come back in if anything goes wrong. you still got the guy that tortured them this week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the backup. <laughs> uh, week 13 is the Raiders. Uh, I mean... The Raiders are a different proposition now compared to what they've been. I mean, in yeah. the in the last game, they beat the char- uh, beat the Chiefs. So let's see if the Raiders are still in contention for the playoffs at that point in Week Twelve. They're, they're just they a better. Be. They're a better team everywhere. All over, yeah. and that Raiders offensive line, they will dominate. Ooh, yeah. They will dominate the line of scrimmage. They will absolutely murder them. So no, I don't see them getting anything against the Jets. Week Fourteen at the Seahawks. Jets getting anything against them? Seahawks, no chance. No. At the Seahawks, yeah, no chance. Week Fifteen at the Rams. Uh, I don't fancy them. Week 16, at home to the Browns. Okay. By week 16, that whole place might be on fire in Cleveland, so... Yeah. I mean, after one loss, let's not let's not get too carried away. Well, they might have traded um, for a pack of Skittles or something. Is that the worst thing? <laughs> I don't know. Well, they've got Case Keenum as the backup. I've been I've been where they are now. We're look, looking at Case Keenum <laughs> fancying your chances, and it's not a good place to be. I don't see them beating the Browns. Okay, and week 17's at the Patriots. Oh Christ! So they mm, I, okay. So their best chance is going to be uh, at the Los Angeles Chargers at the Chargers, or coming up against a brain fart team like I don't know the Raiders having a bad day because that's what Ra- previous Raiders teams are doing. This team's yeah. too good. Mm. I think this Raiders team is too good to do that. Um, or something happening where you know Tua bounces a ball off the back of a player's helmet and it's intercepted and run back. So, I don't know. There's yeah. that possibility, but it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. They haven't got a Jacksonville or. It's it's always hard to pick a team that hasn't won a game to win a game, isn't it? And when they're looking this bad as well, but yeah. strange things have happened, Dave. They could get. Some, I mean, we said this about the Jets last year, and they pulled off like seven wins. Yeah, down the stretch. Yeah, but some of those they were all right at times. I mean, they they murdered the Cowboys. Like they absolutely yeah. hammered the Cowboys last year. Yeah. So that kind of thing can happen. We've seen it. Seen it an awful lot as well. I mean, you wouldn't have expected Arizona to put up thirty eight points against Dallas this week. You wouldn't have expected that, but it happens. So there is that possibility, and having a good quarterback like Sam Donald, that can happen. But. There is also the possibility they're You've not going to play in the yeah. games. Let's then look at the final scores for the picks on uh, on week six. Ooh, then, Dave. We so uh, you're up against Punk Raider. Thank you very much, Punk, for putting in your picks. And uh, you both did pretty well. Both did pretty well. You both ended up with nine points. Okay, it's a winning record. Yeah. Uh, the ones that you got wrong was you picked the team to beat the Giants. Uh, you picked the Browns to beat the Steelers. Yeah, that was just to mug you off. Yeah, well, yeah. The Panthers to beat the Bears. Uh, you both picked the Packers to beat the Bucks and the Rams to beat the 49ers. Uh, Punk picked the Vikings to beat the Falcons, the Patriots to beat the Broncos, and the Cowboys to beat the Cardinals. So there we go. Nah, never bet against the Broncos, except for this week. <laughs> Goes without saying. 
So, yeah, nine apiece. Thank you very much, Punk. Hope to hear from you soon. It was nine out of 14 games, so I got five wrong. Nine and five? Yeah, I'll accept that. That's all right. Nine and five. Uh, so how did you do with the uh, your betting, Dave? Oh, are we doing that already, are we? Okay, so... This is your betting for last week. Yes. So I had a seven-team accumulator. Yes. Okay. And I had the Ravens to win at the Eagles, which they did. Washington to win at the Giants. Which they didn't. Kansas to win at the Bills. Broncos yes. to win at uh, Patriots, Patriots yes. and the Colts to win at the Bengals. Yes. Um, and fortunately, I said Washington plus 2.5. Oh! So well, they I didn't win anyway. So. No, but Washington plus 2.5. Oh, so I won. Oh, did it win? Yes. Oh, no. No. <laughs> so I won. So I put three oh. pounds on and it netted me 27 pounds and sixpence, which puts my overall winnings this season to £56.67. Jim, how did you get on? Ah, now. <laughs> you now. cashed out, you cashed out. <laughs> I wish I had. <laughs> so Jim put a £3 bet on. So anyone who doesn't know, you should know. We, we both put a tenner in at the beginning of the season, okay? And we're doing one bet per week. Jim's over there sobbing. And first, first game I won, Jim's lost every single time. And Jim was down to four pounds last week, put three pounds on. Mm. Uh, now he's only got a quid left. And his bet was the Ravens uh, to beat the Eagles, yeah. Colts to beat the Bengals, yeah. Patriots to beat the Broncos, eh, Rams to beat the 49ers, uh, Dolphins to beat the uh, Jets. Jets. So Rams let you down, Patriots let you down. Now yeah. you came in with that, ah, so <laughs> come on, what happened? Oh, that. <laughs> I just lost. Oh, okay. I thought, I thought you were going to come up with some twist as to how you actually I tried, to. I tried to think of some, in, some sort of silver lining to this, but no, there was no... If there's any silver lining to this, genuinely, yeah. I I put on uh, another bet. I put a fiver on, which for me is like, I might as well have mortgaged my house. A fiver on a bet for me is far too big. Mm. Um, and the Rams let me down. So if there's any silver lining, I lost. If I'm not out of this account, it's off another betting account I've got. Um, so yeah, you weren't the only one who lost on the Rams. But yeah, so now in my account... I'm sure I wasn't the only person that lost on the Rams. Nope. In my account, I now have £47 and 6p, mm-hmm. and you've got £1. I've got nothing to lose, Dave. £1. That's when I'm most dangerous. This is exactly where I want to be at this point of the season. <laughs> I'm actually really happy about this. You've lured me into this false sense of security, yeah. have you? Now you're going to be like, oh, I'm just going to lay it off. Okay. Nice so easy. We'll, so, we'll do who we've got at the end yeah 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 just because it uh, obviously goes with the pick so if you pick someone in this then you've obviously picked them in the predictions as well mm. um, so we'll do that after that's kind of the lay of the land as to where we are so um, let's yeah. take a break let's come back and look at the games for week 7 shall we yes we shall <laughs> why I count all of my money I mean, it won't take me long it's only £47 but you know you've just done it <laughs> Welcome back, guys, to part two of the Jim and the King NFL podcast. This is the week six review slash week seven preview. We've reviewed week six. Time to preview week seven, Dave. So let's start with Thursday night, shall we? And that is the New York Giants. Why do you sign the... on the Giants? Why do you hate the Giants so much? Philadelphia Eagles. Let me sign on the Eagles, damn it. All right. I mean, I get why you sign on the Eagles. Eagles <laughs> got a better record than the Giants. Uh, NFC least. Not much. Don't know who thought this one was going to be a good game, but there we go. Um... It's a game for the popularist. <laughs> well, it's a game for a Giants or an Eagles fan, I'm guessing. <laughs> and no I'll one watch, else. I'll watch this. Yeah? Yeah. Why's that? 
because my son wakes up at 3am every morning for a feed <laughs> so I'll turn it on and have a watch of it probably for about an hour and then I'll turn it back off so yeah you've got second place third in the division yep Eagles are 1-4-1 and one. Giants are 1-5 and five. now um, who's, who's winning this game though? now I so the Giants defence is okay so it comes down to who do you trust more the Giants defence or the Eagles defence and part of me thinks the Giants and I'm up against an Eagles fan this week, so I knew they'd go, and I wanted that difference, so I'm going Giants. I don't actually believe the Giants will win the game, but I'm going to side on that on that side, just for entertainment purposes. So, yeah, I'm going to go Giants. Well, this week we do have Philly Sai picking yes, against you. we do. Our very own Philly Sai, who can't be with us because yep. he's moved to another town, and then obviously COVID started. And the... Yeah, and the world's closed down now. Yeah. But, uh, okay, so no surprises here, Dave. Sai's gone for the Giants as well. Nope. I mean, sorry, no, he's gone to the Eagles. Perfectly sensible thing. Perfectly <laughs> sensible. I think he's gone for uh, he's gone for the team that is most likely to win. But I'm I'm just fancying a bit of an upset there, so I'm gonna go Giants, and it also makes it more interesting. Sunday, the clocks go back for us in the UK, so these games start at five o'clock on Sunday, not six, uh, and that starts with the Detroit Lions at the Atlanta Falcons. Two teams that won last week. Now, who's winning? I'm so looking at this. You know, I'm a bit of a, a closet Lions, Lions fan, fan yeah. um, but I'm I have to go with the Falcons because the the Detroit defensive backs have big problems with um, big receivers, big receivers who have a wide uh, reception radius, and obviously Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley are very much falling. Yeah, they're very much falling into that category. Um, and also the fact that Julio Jones, every now and again, he goes through this period sort of once a year or so of playing angry and just picking up massive amounts of yards. And that's what he did last week. So I'm quite fancying him this week. And Matt Ryan has one good game and two or three bad games and he's due a good one. So uh, I'm going to side with the Falcons this week. So I was going for the Lions. I think it's difficult to pick against the Lions, to be honest. It yeah, is. They're and a dangerous team. Yes, but. and I'm, I'm, um, as I say, I'm a fan of the Lions. I like the Lions. But uh, on this occasion, I have to go with the Falcons. Okay, next up then, it's an AFC North matchup between the Cleveland Browns and the Cincinnati Bengals. So last week we saw the Bengals, I don't want to say come of age because that might be too premature <laughs> and you know I've got a habit of all that. Um, so what you're looking at is uh, from a talent perspective purely and yeah. um, I'm fancying the Browns more than I am the Bengals. And we saw that earlier this season as well, even though Baker didn't play that well and was massively outshone, the Browns still won. Um, so again, I'll side with the Browns on this. I mean, the Browns are four and two, and the Bengals are one four and one. But yep. in points differential, there's only four points between the two teams. So the scoring-wise, Bengals are putting up points. They just that's, that's only the because though. That's only because against the Colts, they put up what was it, thirty something points, nearly forty points, and the Browns put up three. That's that's the only reason that they're close on points. Um, I don't think they're that far away from each other as a team, as a from a performance perspective. I just think the Browns have got a bit more talent, which is, is twenty-seven. Yeah, which is going to see them through this game. I think that's the the fact the Browns only scored three this week is the reason they're close on game or close on points. Mm-hmm. Uh, two of the three unbeaten teams face each other this Sunday. It's the Pittsburgh yep. Steelers at the Tennessee Titans, the game that's supposed to happen in Week Three. Yeah, if you moved. So you pick the Titans in week three. You pick the Steelers. What so what? What I what I said. So the Titans were on lockdown at this point. Yeah. Um, and I basically said if the if the game does happen, which it shouldn't, and it didn't, 
Um, so if I should get a point for that for predicting it wouldn't happen, but <laughs> no, no, no dice there. Um, I said if the game, if the Steelers are um, at full strength, uh, if the Titans are at full strength and are in the facility, they will win. Um, if the if they're not and they're forced to play the game, the Steelers will win. Mm. Um, this week I am going to go for the Steelers. Whoa, and what? I put quo you why. So I'm watching the Titans more and more, and the Titans, there's so many people are saying Tannehill's legit. No, he's not. Tannehill's not legit. And this Ooh, is, this, I'm, not, I'm not digging at him. We know what Ryan Tannehill is. And I've been the guy for the before last season who was saying Tannehill's good, mm. but that's all he is good. And he's being. His stock is being sort of diluted by the fact that the ground game is so dangerous, it's opened up in the air for him. Most quarterbacks now would find it easier in that Titans team. This week, he's oh, not... Marcus Mariota, you mean? Okay, most good quarterbacks, which Marioka does not fall into. <laughs> so you're right there, you are right. Mariota is not a good quarterback. Number two overall pick. That doesn't just mean anything. Just doesn't just mean anything. Just saying, just saying, just saying. Baker was a number just one saying, overall pick, and he's dog shit. Ooh. Anyway, so Mario is really Tannehill. <laughs> Tannehill is uh, a very good quarterback. He's nothing wrong yeah. with him. I think he's absolutely fine. But he's benefiting from that ground game with the offensive front, uh, defensive front line that the Steelers have. There's a very good chance that that ground game is just not going to be there this week. So they're really going to have to pencil in and rely on Tannehill and I don't think Tannehill versus the Steelers defensive backs is going to be a battle that the Titans can win okay. so on that basis I'm edging with the Steelers on a, by a small margin I'm not going to interrupt you while you're uh, <laughs> explaining why the Steelers are going to win this game so thank you very much Sly's obviously gone for the Titans just to spite me or because he thinks they're going to win nah nah so I mean your, your ego's dazzling oh, it's hurting my eyes <laughs> <laughs> That's just winning that's hurting your eyes, Dave. You're not used to it. So, next game is the Carolina Panthers at the New Orleans Saints, an NFC South matchup. So, this is a game I think that could end up being really close because the Saints are often great, often terrible, uh, more recently terrible. Yeah. Um, Panthers are often great, quite ordinary at times. So, it depends which teams turn up. If we get the best of the Panthers against the best of the Saints... Um, I fancy the Saints to win. No fans means it's not as scary in the Bayou. Uh, I mean that that's neither by the by. With the talent the Saints have, they should be winning that game. Should be. Um, but I don't see the best of both of these two teams turning up with what we've seen recently. So, uh, I I think the Saints are probably going to be the team that are going to win Just in this game. Unfortunately, the Saints, no, it's yeah. almost certainly. I mean, the Saints were on a bye last week as well, so they're going to have had two weeks to prepare for this game mm. um, which I think could uh, I think I could help them so yeah I'm, I'm going to have to stick with the uh, Saints on this one I'm afraid so it's gone for the Saints fair enough the next game up is the Buffalo Bills at the New York Jets AFC East Schlobberlocker Bills Bills <laughs> so it's gone for the Bills as well the Dallas Cowboys are at the Washington football team so an AFC East matchup Again, so this is one where I was flip flopping backwards and forwards. Mm, um, you like the team? I do. I I I am uh, admirer of what they do um, and the way that they've set yeah, their team fun. up. Yeah. Um, 
not as much as I am the Lions, but you know, they're, <laughs> they're, they're on my they're on my list. They're level with yeah, the Bills. They're in your, in your yeah. stable. Yeah, level. absolutely. Um, Cowboys aren't, but <laughs> no, not. the Cowboys aren't generally bad two games running. Um, and yeah, I've been I've been burnt team. so many times betting against the Cowboys because they've been bad in the previous game, uh-huh. and then they'll come out and put fifty on the team and stuff. It's mm. so. I'm going with the Cowboys, but I'm protesting against my own pick. <laughs> so I was also going for the Cowboys. Yeah. I would like to say, um, in my fantasy team, I'm actually benching CD Lamb this week because I don't trust Andy Dalton to throw him the ball. I don't blame you. No. I don't blame you. The last game at five o'clock are the Green Bay Packers who took an absolute shellacking by the Bucks. They're at the Houston Texans. Aaron Jones is going to run all the way back oh, to Green yeah. Bay. Oh, he's going to enjoy that game, isn't he? Oh, I've got him in fantasy. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, uh, Packers. Yeah. Their inability to stop the run is astonishing. Um, mm. So, yeah, I'm absolutely going for the Packers and then some. I mean, the, the Bucks put three touchdown passes on the, the Packers. Deshaun Watson can easily get that. He can. you got four on the Titans. Yes, I agree. Okay. Don't, I mean, when you can't stop the run, you lose the game more often than not. Only because if a team wants to dominate possession, remember what happened to the Packers in the if championship a, game. If a team, year. if it, one moment, if a team wants to dominate possession, they can. They yeah. absolutely can. Yeah. And all that will happen is they'll move the ball forward six, seven yards, and it will take up forty seconds. Then they'll do it again. It'll take up forty seconds. That's all they do is run off the game. Now, when they played against the 49ers last year. How many times did Garoppolo throw it when the Packers when the Packers lost? They got the they got ran on them consistently. That is that the game you're talking about? Yeah, the, six throws. Yeah. Yes, he threw none of the time, and, and the 49ers dominated the game, which is exactly what is going to happen this time. The opposite way with the Packers. Rogers might let that happen. Rogers and get in the way of that happening. They should. He, he shouldn't do. So he's gone for the Packers as well, but I don't know. That seems a bit more scary than I think you're giving credit for the five past eight game. Are the South Seahawks at the Arizona Cardinals. That feels weird to say. <laughs> well, yeah, I've said it, so. um, which means that one's probably televised. NFC East. NFC West, sorry, matchup. Um, I want to say the Cardinals because they're mm. another team that I really enjoy. Watch. That's, that's a lie. It's not a team I enjoy watching. Kyler Murray is a team I, uh, is a player I enjoy watching. Yeah. Um, but it's the Car- It's the Seahawks, man. It's the bye week as well. Yeah. Um, it's an NFC West divisional game. Which Weird things happen. They do. We saw it last week. We do. Um, but the Cardinals, that defense, it's Vance McDonald, Vance Joseph's defense, man. It's, you got burnt by Joseph. I think he's got some very good players there. Maybe, but I just don't. And they've lost, um, it's not Chandler Jones, it's... Um, Peterson? No, yeah, it's Chandler Jones. Chandler, 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 Chandler Jones. Jones is gone for the season, which uh, removes all pass rush that they've got. I mean, Buda Baker was their best pass rusher this week for the Cardinals. Very so, good. <laughs> well, he's he's good. He's just not a pass rusher. So, I have to go Seahawks. I'm afraid. So, he's also gone for the Seahawks. Next up, eight twenty-five. Oh. The, the Kansas City Chiefs are having an AFC West matchup at the Denver Broncos. Now, get out of this one, Rommel. <laughs> I mean, I want to say that you you know I, I want to say, say the Broncos. You know I want to say the Broncos. I know, say. I know size obviously gone for the Broncos, so we'll pop uh, that. Um, every single time since Pat Mahomes has been there, 
Every time the Broncos have played against Kansas, we've been demolished. We've been torched. Yeah. Even last year, so around about this time last year, we played, uh, the Broncos played the uh, Kansas at uh, at Kansas, mm-hmm. and Patrick Mahomes dislocated his knee, and it was Matt Moore, I think, who came yep. in and played most of the game, and we still got torched. Um <laughs> And it was snowing. And it was it no, 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 no. That that wasn't the game. It was snowing. Oh, okay. That was actually that it was, was it was in Denver. Actually, it wasn't. So it was in Denver. Uh, so it was this fixture last season because yeah, yeah, it was right. the snow snowball um, yeah. last time. So yeah, this weekend should do. Um, Le'Veon's first game. I don't. I just. I yeah. I don't see any way in which we're going to win it. Unfortunately, I really hope we do, and I hope we win it by 134 points. Mm. I just don't see it. A bit like Dalton hoping for that uh, incentive money yeah. to win the Super Bowl. The also the other game happening. Well, there's three games happening at eight twenty-five. The second one of those is the San Francisco 49ers at the New England Patriots. Um, if we can win at the Patriots, so can the 49ers because the 49ers are a better football team. So I'm going 49ers. Nothing in depth on that. I mm. just think the 49ers are a better team. So I was also going for the 49ers. Yep. So we're getting some uh, shared picks here. Last game at eight twenty-five are the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Los Angeles Chargers. Now, the Chargers were off a bye last week, so they're going to have spent the last sort of 12, 13, 14 days looking at the Jags on how they can pick them apart. That might be their downfall. What, too much time? Looking? Yes, because Justin Herbert was at his best when he was told the morning, oh, not even the morning, the afternoon of the game, before, yeah, you're in, lad, go and throw it. And that's when he's looked his best. He hasn't looked that good since. Mm. That's that's not, I mean, that day he looked like Superman. So He also wells did. Yeah, absolutely. He was absolutely superb. And it's to say you didn't look as good as you did on that day. That's not a slight on him. He just, mm. you know, that was where he was at his best. So it's only like a weak theory on my part at best. But that's <laughs> that's basically as good as I can give it for the Jags. Mm-hmm. Um, it has to be the Cardinals by definition. You can't pick the Jags in this game. But that kind of feels like the best option that the Jags have maybe they're over prepared maybe the Jags can do something funky and weird that's going to throw the game out but you won't go for them won't go for them uh, Doug Marone should be sacked as well just on the side note <laughs> another manager that should be gone another, of, another head coach that should get gone yeah Doug Marone wow. should be gone uh, size has gone for the Chargers yep the late game on Sunday at 12.20am in the UK at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Las Vegas Raiders Gruden Bowl yeah um after seeing what the Bucks did last season, I mean they manhandled uh, last week. They manhandled the Packers. Mm. Um, no sane person <laughs> is going to go for the Raiders. Who's Sai gone for? Sai's gone for the Raiders. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> if we know what Sai's like, <laughs> um, yeah, I can't go. But I can't look past the Bucks on this one. But as I say, the Raiders are actually a decent team this week, mm. uh, this year. So or this week. Um, <laughs> so yeah. It, it, it's a game where the Raiders could win, um, but I'm siding with the Bucks on this. Mm-hmm. So the Monday night game at 12.15am in the UK are the Chicago Bears at the Los Angeles Rams. Now, it just goes to show, okay, the Rams have just taken a beating at the 49ers, mm. looked a bit unwieldy, um, and yet I'm assuming we're both going to go for the Rams because no one believes in the Bears. I know the Bears have got a great record and they're doing all right, but no one believes in the Bears at the moment. Five and one. I know, I know and that's, that's, the, that's the audacity of it. The fact yeah. that I know we're both going to have gone for the Rams. Am I yeah, right? Yeah, so has gone for the Rams. Yeah, we've, yeah. All gone, we've both gone for the Rams, yeah. Okay, <laughs> which is, which is bizarre. 
but yeah, the 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 Bears just don't feel. I know they've won five, uh, won what they five and one, four and one. Yeah. So yeah, they they they're a team that should be someone you can hang your hat on and go. Yeah, they're going to be a team that's going to win this week. I just don't see it, especially going all the way over to Los Angeles as well. So yeah, yeah. Monday. That's the Monday game, right? Monday night football. That's the Monday night game. Yeah. Nick Foles Monday night football. They don't fit. <laughs> I just they just don't feel right saying that. Oh, he's taking his chance, man. He's shooting yeah. a shot. Well, I mean, the door was left pretty wide open. <laughs> oh yeah, we still got to shoot. The it. standard was pretty low. He still take look. He still won five, but it's five and one. Yeah. I know he didn't win all those games. Trubisky won some of them. Yeah. Well, it was it was playing when some of them were won. Well, uh, yeah, the first two games he was in. Hmm. Okay, and those are all the games because the Indianapolis Colts, the Miami Dolphins, the Minnesota Vikings, and the Baltimore Ravens are all on the bye this week. So there we go. Only thing, oh. Before we talk about the bets then, Dave, how about we talk about fantasy? How'd you get on? Um, I won in fantasy. I was playing top of the league. Unbeaten. Really? Unbeaten top of the league I was playing, and I won. <sighs> Why are you so much. disappointed? Uh, well, go on, tell us what happened. Um, so I was playing... Uh, top of the league, unbeaten, yeah, we got that bit. So I was playing... What uh, won it for you? Well, what won it for me is the fact his team, the unbeaten team, got 48 points. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. 48? 48 points. Um, so Ezekiel Elliott having butterfingers for hands. Um, Kareem, Run, Kareem Hunt only having five points. And DeAndre Hopkins getting treble teamed is really what helped. Mike Evans only getting one and Nikhil Harry getting zero. Mm. Um, meant that essentially uh, my quarterback won it for me <laughs> with the help of Aaron Jones. So I could have won it just those two. Um, this is Patriot Mark, wasn't it? Though? Yes. So you won with seventy-seven points. Yes. Oh man, I could have won with 50, with forty-nine points. Yes. Um, that puts me at five hundred now. Brilliant. So yeah, no, I, uh, I, I've, I've, I've properly given up on T.Y. Hill. Then he's dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> he has done nothing this season in fantasy. He's the seventy-ninth ranked wide receiver. Listen to his points. I'm going to take out the point, like something point, whatever. So five, two, five, two, six, one. I'm done with him. I am done with him. <laughs> I mean, you're complaining about Lamar, but he got you the most points of your whole team. Yeah, he's a quarterback. You expect that. You expect that. You expect a quarterback to be a top scorer most of the time. Mm. Well, congratulations. So let's go on to the bets then, shall we? No, no, no. no, no, no. What, what happened with you? <laughs> I've just seen what happened with you. That is... Brutal. This is what happened to me last season, though. <laughs> Roethlisberger, Roethlisberger, ten points. Look, don't worry about that. Ten points. Well, if you got eleven, but, you'd have won. But Russell Wilson was on the bye. And so who's my backup quarterback? Man, against the Browns. Rubbish. You so so Jim lost by point nine of a point. Yeah. Um, and I scored one hundred and twenty-five. I scored almost double what you did. Okay. Get what, off a double what you do. do you remember, what I was, remember what I was saying earlier about the Steelers? You can only beat what's put in front of you. <laughs> yeah, why do I get put in front of me? The people top scoring. See, I'm right now, I'm the Steelers. I'm beating the draft that's put in front of me. Only I'm beating one, 48 Only one points. other team scored more than that. Yeah? Is that the team you were playing against by any chance? No, the, the team that beat me. So I was the third <laughs> highest scoring team in the league. But you lost. Yeah, I would have beaten loads of other people that happened to be last No, year. you would have, yeah. I had a terrible record because I kept going against... Every week I get stuck up against a person who like wildly outperformed their scores. And that week. And beat you. By less than a point. By less than a point. We are, we now have the same record, three and Man, three. Yeah, I know. It's God, you lost. So what have you got this week then? Uh, I've got the person at the bottom of the league. 
So. Okay. So we, okay. Uh, I've got Will, who was top of the league. Um, I've spoken to Will, bunged him a fiver, and he's going to rest all his stars Brilliant. for me. So yeah. that's, that's all good. Um, I have Lamar Jackson on a bye, so I'm starting Daniel Jones. Um, you aren't really. Surely free agency will do better for you than that. Have a look. There is because we've got because we've got a forty-four man roster. No, they're playing the Eagles on Thursday night football. Yeah, and the Eagles get scored on. Yeah, and because we've got forty-four men in our rosters, there's nothing in free agency. Forty-four men, not bloody far off. I could have picked up Fitzpatrick last week. I am denied about it. So I basically stick with Roethlisberger, and I shouldn't have done. I've got an option of Baker Mayfield, who is questionable randomly for this weekend. He will play. Uh, we got battered by our last yeah. rushes. So Garoppolo's available. Garoppolo's the worst fantasy quarterback you can have. <laughs> he is horrendous. Well, not last week he wasn't. Yeah. Well, no, he was efficient. But he still didn't score a huge amount of points. Um, Kyle Allen, Bridgewater, Carr and Herbert. I mean, Herbert against the Jags, that might be a good shout. I might stick him in. But yeah, so it's it's there's I haven't I'm not holding that much hope if I'm perfectly honest. I'll be coming in next week going, yeah, I got slammed because this team is you know when you look and you go, I'm gonna get battered. Yeah. This week I'm gonna get battered. <laughs> I just am. So anything well, I this week if I don't win then it's all over. Yeah, if I'm within twenty points of him, I'm I'm ecstatic to be perfectly honest. So yeah. The last thing to do then, Dave, is talk about your bet for this weekend. Yeah. And all that house money you've got to play with. So I put a pound on. Oh, you tight bastard. Why can't you put a proper bet on? <laughs> because I've gone, because I've gone real risky this week. And that's the reason, so I've gone for a 19, gone I've gone for a 19 accumulator. Okay. And that's the reason I'm only Nine, putting a pound okay. on. Yeah. And if I win, I'm going to get 48 pound back. Mm-hmm. So it's a real bit of a shot in the dark. So I've gone for <laughs> um, the Bills to beat the Jets. That should happen. Mm-hmm. Um, the Browns to beat the Bengals, but the Bengals get a three point head start. Okay. Okay. The Cowboys to beat Washington and Washington get a one-point head start. Mm-hmm. If you put on these one-point head starts, it changes the odds dramatically for some reason. Yeah. Um, Atlanta to beat Detroit. Detroit get a two-and-a-half-point head start. Uh, Texans get a three-and-a-half-point head start against the Packers, which I said the Packers will win. Kansas to beat the Broncos. Saints uh, versus the Panthers to win. Bucks to beat the Raiders and Chargers to beat the Jags. So altogether, that comes out of £48.33. and there's a good chance I'll be cashing out when he's at three pound eighty. <laughs> well, congratulations. Uh, well, you say that I've not won yet. I know you're getting used to me winning. In. I know you're saying that's not coming in. Well, you never know. I'm fairly certain that coming in. But... You don't know. <laughs> I hope the Bengals beat the Browns. Now. Right, so you're putting a pound on because that's all you've I've got. I've got a pound left, Dave. So I've got plenty to play with. All in. I just move it all in. Move all my chip into the middle of the table. <laughs> Big shiny chip. And I'm going for, I can't remember doing it, but the Thursday night game. Okay. Uh, I am going to put it all on Travis Fulgham to get 100 receiving yards and a touchdown. Okay. I've got odds of 17 to 2, which gives me a return of £9.50. So Travis Fulgham to get 100 receiving yards and, and a, a touchdown. touchdown. Yeah. Okay. Good luck. <laughs> I mean, if anyone that Giants team. if anyone out there wants to know why Jim's only on a pound, <laughs> I mean, finish the rest of that sentence off. It's fine. Travis Fulgham's fairly decent. No, I, I, last couple of weeks he's been stabbing away at hundred yards. 
Yeah, but that's only because he's the only one with any kind of production. He kind Hence of why I picked him, stands, stands out without leaves. Doesn't mean okay. So what did he get last I week? I didn't pick JJ Snake and Whiteside, did I? What did he get last week? What what kind of figures are we looking at? Because the the problem is, have, have you put this? Have you pulled this out because it's good odds or because there's a precedent for it? That's I mean that's literally all I'm thinking of because I saw that Travis Fulgham got a, had a good week last week. I don't remember. Okay, any... He had 75 yards and a touchdown. Last okay, week. last week right and. So the week before that, he had 152 yards in the touchdown. Okay, so there is precedent for it. Yeah. Okay, who is it? He's it's, done it. So it was against the Ravens last week. Who is it against the week before? Uh, Steelers. Okay, so um, he's obviously the go-to guy for Wentz. Now it makes yeah. more sense. Every week he gets the most point, well, the most yards for the, the Eagles. Okay, so now it's making more sense. So, okay, I I now get why you've put on that, but it just feels like I'm just hoping gets that giant secondary that he's going to get a chance to throw the ball. Against James Bradbury, who's the third in um, interceptions, and in terms of uh, how many interceptions, as long as he gets hundred yards, <laughs> not if James Bradbury. I, I haven't bet on Carson Wentz. I've bet on Travis Fulgham. I'm just saying you you were making the you were making the insinuation that the Giants' secondary is garbage when there's, there is talent back there. I mean Logan Ryan, for example. Travis talented. I'm sure he That's is. What I'm betting on. So is the second. So is the Giants' secondary. <laughs> Logan Fine. Ryan's back there. Doesn't matter. It's in Philadelphia, okay? I'm just... Um, give me this, damn it. It's a pound. I'm not giving it's my it last you. pound. <laughs> no. Well, if I lose this, I've still got £46 and 6p, so I'm quite happy. Mm. <laughs> this was a terrible idea of yours at the beginning of the season. It was your idea. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good idea as well. That's it. All right, that's it. Make sure you guys are subscribing to the podcast. Obviously, you know, telling all your friends... Um, creating secondary accounts to then subscribe to us again you know why not send us money send Jim money so he can send bet me with. money yeah. Jesus Christ send me some money I'm going to have to buy back into this game pretty soon. <laughs> if you buy back in you're not having my winnings oh yeah no I'm not having that you just buy in with 50 quid and take my 47 you can keep a tenner behave <laughs> keep the tenner I lost <laughs> uh, make sure you're following us uh, at Jim and the King on Twitter at Denver Dave 30 on Twitter and at NFL Fan Support as well um, obviously the website jimtheking.com where you can stream all of our podcasts yep. I think that's about it we're going to go off and enjoy the weekend's games come back next week uh, hopefully a day earlier as well on the recording because we haven't got to wait for a Tuesday night game this time yep. so until then I've been Jim that's been Denver David thank you so much for listening yeah.